and welcome back because this meeting is being recorded and I still have yet to get that First down to where they have changed the sound on our Zoom link. But hey, this is now episode six. I think six. that's the slogan. It, it is. That, that should be the slogan yep. for our podcast. This meeting is now being recorded. Bam. There we go. Because when is it not? Exactly. <laughs> All your meetings are being recorded, exactly. ladies and gentlemen. Whether it's by whoever's running Zoom or whether it's by the government, you know, hey, it is yeah. what it is. Alexa, she's she's probably over here pinging in the room right now because I just called her name. Yeah. Hey, she's always listening. She's always listening. Um, this is episode six. Welcome back to another episode of Civil Discord. I'm one of your lovely hosts, Maurice Jones. And of course, as always, right across the the, the Zooms, right, or I say right next to me in the Zooms, but across in the People's Republic of California, where they are recalling a governor and having a whole lot of mess out there and hopefully lifting some COVID restrictions, Miss <laughs> nope. Amanda. Nope, <laughs> we're not. But uh, that was the news this week. But other than that, I, I would like to be next to you actually like in physically because I would be much freer, but yes. How are yeah. you doing, my friend? I'm 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 doing well. We we, right. we skipped last week. We had a um I had a had an incident to where we, we couldn't record last week, and of course that being Memorial Day and like that. I hope everybody enjoyed um their their long holiday. I will not go. I will not get into the details of Memorial Day and and what it, and what it, what it stands for today. Um, but having a dad who served and a grandfather who served and. Thankfully, they did not lose their life because I wouldn't be here. But um, um, for all those who have lost their lives in whether in, in whether they were um, wars that were needed um, or unnecessary wars, um, we, we, I, I definitely thank them for their sacrifice, for, for being able to to think that they are going somewhere for a good cause. And whatnot. I will never demean anybody dying um, for, for 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 that or whatnot. So um, definitely wishing all those if you've lost somebody. Um, in the line of service, um, definitely. I, I I can't say I know what it's like, but I know what it's like to to wonder if your if your loved one is coming home because they are overseas fighting a war. Um, whether you agree with them or not, they're risking their lives for something that that they believe in. So definitely, um, I don't say a happy Memorial Day because it's not happy. It's not it's not meant to be happy. But um, again, for all, for 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 the the weekend, for all those who have sacrificed their lives um, for, for freedom, especially from 1776 on to today. Um, thank you guys. I appreciate that. Um, and, and, and yeah, so um, did you do anything fun for, for, for your for Memorial Day? Did I? I mean, I, I'm still, I'm technically still in the final week of paper writing for class ah. because we're on a whack schedule at school. So um, nothing super out of the ordinary, no, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a, good weekends talk with some friends talk with some family so yeah it's good, good. stuff good good i just mowed grass yeah mowed my mom's grass and that was fun you, you mowed yeah. the grass yeah right? whatever i can do to love my mom for sure yeah whatever i can do to make her feel yes. feel loved or whatnot because she's not getting out there and mowing that grass so it is what it is no. so i'll come home and mow it for her mom One. so much i love you mom know you're listening to this so much i love you um but speaking of the week we had some interesting things come out in the news. We um, had stories, yeah. Quite interesting to say the least. Now, my personal take is I don't think it's as big of a smoking gun as everybody thinks that it is, mm -hmm. but there are some, where there's smoke, there's fire and whatnot. Yeah. And I wonder if people know, know what we're talking about. Well, I, I mean, really we're talking about two stories, I think, but that are both kind of blended together. Right. We've, we've got, we've got, I don't think either of the stories that, that we're talking about are, are really smoking guns because one was something that I think you and I both knew. I think a lot of people both knew for, for a really long time, for over a year now. Right. Um, and now other people are finally admitting it. And then another one uh, has to do with um, emails being linked, linked. But again, I, I think that these are the emails belonging to an individual who has always been perfectly inconsistent and has always tried very hard to maintain a veneer of indecipherability. So it's no surprises. Um, and I don't understand. I really think that's a non-story. 
<laughs> but <laughs> the story is really the fact that people are making these into stories, I think, in both respects. So Definitely. maybe we should start there. Definitely. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, um, one, you've probably been living under a rock, especially if you listen to this podcast and you have no idea what we're talking about. You've been living under a rock. But um, but we're talking about, you know, some some uh, some some emails and some lab cover up uh, issues that, that have happened coming out of the Wuhan. And um, I, I think uh, Dr. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul um, said it best in his tweet. He said, told you. Solly said, I loved it. It was a great tweet. Straight to the point directly. I told you. And then he, he, had, he had the eyeball things. And and for and, and again, being in all seriousness, for those who, who who don't know, news came out that that the the SARS-CoV-2 may have actually been created in a lab and may not have originated from wet markets in Wuhan. Um, I, I want to state, though, for everyone, just just so we can we can cover our bases. This is still a theory in the sense that evolution is still a theory. OK, it's it's the same kind. It's the same level of we don't know. Right. It's, I'd like to see the Venn diagram, by the way, on that, on the people who are insisting that the lab leak is still a theory and the people who are insisting that evolution is still a theory. I'm pretty sure there's really not a whole lot of convergence. Exactly. Not yeah. at all. Not at all. Not at all. And, 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 and like, it's, it's one of those things, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, it's things that people have already known. But a year ago, if you mentioned this, oh, you if you're on YouTube, your YouTube channel is getting shut down. If you're on Facebook, your Facebook account is getting deleted. I was a part of some groups in which they said you guys are spreading misinformation because this, you know, this is not what happened. And the science is settled on this, which is always a weird thing. When people say the science is settled, it's like science is never settled. That's the whole point of science. Like science is. Come on, that's a paradox, but but whatever or oxy, oxymoron makes no sense. But um, but so so now they're saying that oh, you know what? There is a possibility that it came from a virus because from a lab because they were working on it in Wuhan, and then right before the breakout in China, they're saying that there were I believe three people who were sick and went to a hospital and with symptoms, and then all of a sudden. A week later, they're having this breakout of SARS-CoV-2, which is which I think is very interesting. And but but I mean, who's to say? Like, of course, China is not very forthcoming with all of this information. And the I want to say I, I read that that the uh, the they they said, oh well, we're not going to look into it or whatnot anymore because we trust them and and so forth and. And it, it's 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 all a farce. It, it still came from wet markets or whatnot, and, and which I definitely do not believe. I mean, even even the experts in Fauci's lovely emails, the experts that we're supposed to be listening to, said, "Hey, this thing is not evolving like naturally. This is evolving like something that was created in a lab." Well, and can you can someone explain to me this? Because I was I was informed that it was racist to insinuate that um, this virus came from a lab. Um, and I'm having trouble understanding how it is racist to insinuate that a virus came from a Chinese lab where innovative research is being done. And yet it is not racist to insinuate that this virus came from a Chinese wet market where people are eating bats. Could someone please explain to me how that latter scenario is less racist? Well, see, I think it's the person who was in office that was talking about I it. I see. That's what makes it racist. It's it's if the person is talking about it and you don't like them, oh. then it's racist. That clears I, it up. I think that's the basis of it all. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. According to the dictionary, I'm not allowed to be racist. So, and since I'm not allowed to be racist, I can't. Um, determine what race racism is and what it is. I'm, or maybe I can. Maybe I should oh, be the expert. You've experienced in it. it, so it's oh, your yes. truth. You're right because it's I've been oppressed truth. my life. Yes, yeah. I've been oppressed. So therefore, I cannot be racist, but everybody else can be towards me because oh, because I'm the expert in racism. So you, yeah, that I I I think that's what it is. I boiled it down to okay. if you if if I disagree with what you say, 
in every form or fashion and you talk about another country and something that sounds overtly racist or whatnot, but if you say it and I disagree with you, it's racist. If you say it and I agree with you, that's not racist. That's lies. I understand now. That's much clearer. And I thank you. I'm here to listen and learn. <laughs> um, here's here's the what one of the issues that has bugged me so much from the get-go is I the way that this unfolded to me and I think to a lot of other people, it was always clear that this likely emerged from a laboratory. And the reason for that is, as you were saying, Maurice, that there were a lot of indicators that said this could not have really evolved naturally. We don't have what's called, you know, that that missing link that allows something to jump from, from an animal to a human. Usually, you're, if, if you have, if you do eat an animal, it's, it's actually very rare. You know, we hear about something like salmonella, we hear about something like E. coli, but it's in fact quite rare for a disease to be transmitted from animal to human. Those are outlying cases. And especially when you look at the fact that the lab was doing different types of research, um, or sorry, gain of function research on, on manipulating viruses, which by the way, does not mean you're engineering a bioweapon. Right. And this is what I want to get to. Uh, this goes on and the the uh, putative intent of gain of function research in this case is to prevent outbreaks from happening. When you're right, doing right. it the right way, you're engineering viruses that are dangerous and then you want to see how you can treat them. So to insinuate that a, that a virus broke out from a lab does not mean that it was a bioweapon engineered to do so. And this is where I think things went terribly, horribly wrong in the corporate media psyche. Yes. Because we have we have known this. We've spent so much time just knowing, yes, it, it, it came from a lab where people were doing innovative groundbreaking research, not from a wet market where people were eating bats. Right. But somehow that's racist to say. Um, and the terror had to do with the fact that, well, if, P if we let on that this might have come out of a laboratory, then people will think it was engineered. And this is a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy against China. So there are corporate, there are business concerns around mm -hmm. that. We don't want people being hostile to China. Right. I mean, it's, it's almost as though they're, you know, imprisoning Uyghur Muslims there or something. We, we don't want, we don't want any of that. Um, so people then decided to sort of bury this and memory hold this. Mm -hmm. And this was kind and then, then there were a couple of weeks when this was accepted and then the WHO backtracked on it and said, no, absolutely not. Um, there's, there's, there's no, there's no reason to believe that this, that this broke out from a lab. Right. Um, and that's the problem is now the journalistic profession has turned from an enterprise and a mandate of modeling critical inquiry to agenda setting or agenda combating. So now it's not so much we need to we need to convey information and we need to show how the process of information discovery occurs because that's that is what I actually think journalism is supposed to be about. Right. It's a type Definitely. of teaching. It's a type of educational process. You're not standing there reciting facts. What you're really doing is you're showing people this is how you ask questions. Exactly. Exactly. But what it's turned into now is we need to set a narrative. We need to combat a narrative. And we've lost that critical inquiry piece. Yeah. We've gotten to this place of cover-ups and misreporting and buried stories. And then all of a sudden we get panicked and we have this, where did we go wrong when you finally have the lie revealed? Right. That's what happens. Definitely. And, 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 uh, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, especially with, with, with the journalism aspect of people, people are, are always afraid to ask questions. And I remember that, that bit that um, Jordan Peterson was, was talking about with, I cannot remember her name, but but she was very she was asking 
integrity, like, like asking intense questions about his philosophy and so forth. And he was like, that's the whole point. You're doing your job. Like mm-hmm. you, and, and, and that, that was along, along the lines of freedom of speech and so forth and, and where he was going with that. But journal, journal, journalists do not do that. Now, now there's always some idea of you're either right or you're left. There's no middle ground. You're not asking the right questions. And there are a lot of journalists that I disagree with on a lot of things, but I value their opinion because I know what they're asking legit questions. You know, was it um, Lee Greenwald? Is that his name or so? Uh, I think. Yes. um, He, he, he does a lot of, he does a lot of journalism, journalism and writing and, and asking questions and so forth to the point to where, I mean, and he's on the left, which, which I, I'm, I'm not vehemently opposed to the left, but I, I'm not on the left at all. And so he's on the left and, and, but he, when he writes and when he's asking questions, he's asking the right questions. He's against certain things because he's like, no, that's wrong. That's not how things are supposed to be in all of this. And, and I, I think, I think what, 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 what caused this to, to um, where, where people say, oh, well, this is some biochemical because it was done in a lab because this whole for, I guess, so at the time it was for three years, tough on China, tough on China, tough on China. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you get people who, oh my gosh, we were tough on China. I mean, it depending depend on how you find tough, but we're so tough on China, they generated something in a lab and then put it out for the entire world to collapse everybody's economy, including theirs, which to me, from a conspiracy standpoint, that holds no weight because mm-hmm. you, like if you are trying to collapse everybody's economy, why would you collapse your own as well? Like, why would you right. bring yours to a screeching halt? So, but but now that we're allowed to talk about, hey, this was made, this was possibly made in a lab again. I just, allegedly, allegedly, like <laughs> those are our, our, our favorite words, even though I, I agree with you. Like it's all signs point to yes. Like yeah, if yeah. it walks like a duck, talks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's for sure not a lion. Like, let's it's, be real now, people. It's a lab engineered virus. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, but but even even going from there to to um, the Fauci emails, and he's getting emails from from people saying like, "Hey, this does not. It doesn't evolve the way that it does." Like 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 you you were saying in the very beginning. First off, like, do I, I guess people don't understand how how slow evolving viruses can actually be. Right. If they're natural, if yeah. they're natural, it's not like, a, oh, well, in, in one month, we have another variant. We have another variant. Like, that's not natural, because if no. it was natural, hu- human beings would exist today. They wouldn't exist. The The Spanish flu, even though it, it did a lot of it did a lot of damage back, you know, back in the day. And I, I guess Spanish flu was that's politically incorrect. Um, the flu uh, is is like it, it did damage back. In, but there was one aspect of it. And now and it's slowly evolved over time which is natural like that's what viruses do that's how our immune that's how our how, how our our immune system builds up tolerance to different things because things are a slow progression not mm-hmm. you're getting variants you have i think they're on what like four or five variants in a year like that, that that's not how natural viruses work you know and as much meat as i eat like i eat anything if it's meat you put it in front of me i'm eating it i've eaten alligators i'd probably try back once or twice if it was in front of me you know like that happens uh i don't transmit any form of diseases from 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 them to me like it's it's none of that makes sense and then when you call me crazy for posing opposing a situation and then a year later you want to talk about like oh this is you know it's this it's it's this like this is actually a possibility but it's like why like, why do I care about what you have to say now? You have lost all credibility to me. As Fauci, Dr. Doctor, our Lord and Savior, Dr. Fauci, um, who who does everything, who, and, 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 and again, I get it. He's allowed to change his mind. I think for me, especially when it comes to emails, like he, you talk about how mask and the only mask in his emails, the only mask that truly work or the N95 mask. He talks about the cloth mask and how they really don't do anything. And then he talks about how, um, you know, if you if you're if you're asymptomatic, which means healthy. Let's talk like like if you're not showing any symptoms, that means you're healthy. Uh, then 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 you don't have to wear a mask. 
but then all of a sudden for a month later to switch. And it's yeah. not like he switched because of science. There was no study that came out from that February to March to where he says, oh, this is the new reason why. This is, excuse me, this is the reason why we are now switching to everybody should wear a mask and whatever mask that, mask that you want to do. That's not it. It was literally lining, again, allegedly, theory, my theory, my, my evolution-based theory here yeah. is that Fauci was getting his pockets lined from somebody for something. Like, and and I feel like that's a safe assumption. Seems how he's a he's a he's a bureaucrat in Washington, DC that, that's been working there for I don't know how long under every single administration. Um, since I mean he became famous for the AIDS epidemic, which was a complete debacle on his behalf. Didn't you um, say everyone was going to have AIDS in like yes. five? Years? <laughs> yes, he did. He did, and he like it, it was. He was. He would halt certain testing on um, on, like 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 on specific drugs and such, which could save lives, and 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 people ended up dying because of that. Oh, you mean like not publishing uh, the information on hydroxychloroquine, which was also Ooh. forwarded to him at the uh, at the start of the pandemic? <sighs> oh freaking figure like it's 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 one of those things and and for for people to defend him is what drives me up the wall it's like you have no reason to defend this man why this man doesn't know you you're why are you defending him he was wrong and it's okay it's when whether i agree with people or not i agree with senator Rand paul on a lot of things there are some times where he's wrong and i'm willing to say nah man you're wrong on this you know, there I I didn't like Donald Trump, but there but my my dislike for Donald Trump is not going to say, oh, well, hey, you're actually is not going to keep me from saying that you're right about something, because when you're right, you're right. And when you're wrong, you're wrong. And journalists don't do that today. It's what what side are you on? And you're going to fight for that side until whether they're right or wrong. And I always hear this analogy. It's becoming to the point to where. If, if your best friend is in a fist fight or so and you walk up on it and then all of a sudden you just jump in and start hitting the other person, not knowing who's right or who's wrong. And then the fight's over and then you walk away and not even ask what happened. That's yeah. how things are today, as opposed to coming up and saying like, OK, hey, why are they fighting? Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? And then you break it up and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you, you like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to break it down like, you know, how I talk. You're my boy. You're cool. I love you, man. But you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And people don't do that today. And that's so frustrating. And it's it's to the point where it's like, dude, we can't disagree on something and be and and be and speak civilly. We can't have civil discord. But like, like we can't do all these things. That's why the show is named Civil Discord. Hey, had to drop that it in there or whatnot. But all that to say, I think Dr. Fauci is arguably the worst human being on the face of the earth. And I say that with every ounce of my being. I truly believe that. Like for, for, for you to hide so much from the public that that can potentially save, if it just saves one life, if hydrochloroquine just saves one life, why not? Why not? And it's not like it's, it's like any of this stuff is new. Just try you know it out. You know what's weird? What is so weird to me is I seem to remember that we had a president at one point who um, we were told by a reporter named Bob Woodward that he knew early on that this was an incredibly dangerous virus and that he kept this from the American public and that was wrong. Um, and he seemed to receive a much different treatment uh, for withholding this information because he was stressed out he had a lot to deal with there was a lot on his plate okay you know we have to take it easy on him because he had he he didn't have the stress of running the free world he had to do something more than that it was the, the, this was this was he's the leading epidemiologist of the united states of america so we have to let let's give him some slack on that and here's the other thing too, is, is you say that you, you think he was lining his pockets. I don't know whether that's true or not. I, right. I tend to assume incompetence. And here's here's what I get from here's what I get from him and what I get from so many people who are put in the limelight and they're really just career bureaucrats. Mm -hmm. 
is these are quintessential middle managers. Yeah. They have spent their life being told not to have an opinion on things. And so on, on, for my part, I just see someone who didn't even think about thinking and was just looking at whatever, not even data, whatever information was being relayed from some other agency and passing it down to this agency and going through all, all of these motions. I don't even see him as, I mean, I, I, I sometimes refer to him as, as fashy, but I, I don't even see to him as, as evil as mm -hmm. much as I just see him as being inept and opinionless and, and, spineless and just kind of sad right uh, i mean he's he's kind of a cautionary tale don't be like this man yeah um it's it, to me it's worse than that but when i see him at, at the hearings too and this this was another point that i wanted to make i am barely old enough and I, i'm really only old enough to remember this because i grew up in dc which is where i like you're inundated with it constantly right so i have little snippets of uh the clinton the bill clinton testimony and uh, I remember at one point him being asked whether or not there was a uh, sexual relationship between him and Monica Lewinsky. And he did this really cagey thing where he manipulated his words such that you can legitimately argue that he was saying there is not at this precise moment, I'm not having sex with her. So he didn't commit perjury. Right. Because he said something that there's not currently a sexual relationship, not current. And when you watch Fauci, it's really hard for me not to use my lovely <laughs> nickname for him. When you watch his testimony, he does the same thing with respect to gain of function. Yes. He, he kind of waits for the question to twist in on itself. He starts off with there's, there's, we don't know about any gain of function research that's going on. Well, what is that? You just use the present tense. Mm -hmm. So right. we don't know about it at this precise moment. There's not currently any gain of that we're funding. Okay, well, there's not currently. You mean you're not you're not right now depositing into into the lab's account right, money right. for gain of function research, and you 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 watch that particular portion of the question and answer, and you walk away thinking they could have helped to fund this research. Which again, I'm not actually making a claim on whether gain of function research is good or bad. Right. But you walk away understanding, okay, they could have funded this and conceivably answered everything and made it look like they weren't funding it presently, but they have funded it. Exactly. And these are the things that are so cagey. And that was well done. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I don't I I don't think that so in, in, in any line of questioning, like that should always be. Um, if, if, if you're trying to hide things or whatnot, people respond like that all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very, it's a, it's a very good trait to, to have and to know, um, especially when you're dealing with police officers, when, when you're in court yourself, you know, you don't want to incriminate yourself. So, so you, so you learn how to answer questions that, that, um, that, that don't lead you down a path to where you, you you're literally telling on yourself whatnot. And so it's not it's not a i'm sorry it's not a good or a bad thing generally it's how it's used and yeah. when you deliberately deceive people because you want to make yourself feel good or you and 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 you want to make sure that that you stay in whatever position that you're in as opposed to okay i'm going to tell people the truth about a a potentially deadly virus um for, I mean, it, it's deadly for a hundred people who die from it, a hundred percent of people who die from it. So like, I, I get it. Like I will never downplay the virus at all. When I, even though I caught it, I, I will never downplay it at all. But understanding like, if that's the case, then you gotta be real with people. If you're, yeah. if you're going to use that, oh, you wear a mask to save one life and it's not theater and so forth. Well, then you better act like it and answer the questions accordingly or whatnot. So, um, if you guys are listening to this and you and 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 you know how to do that, you know how to speak like that. Kudos to you. I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking on how you answer questions at all. In fact, if you don't know how to do it, I would encourage you to learn. 100. I would encourage you to learn that. And being able to speak in a line of question like that, especially rapid fire, and when you are in front of people who are super intelligent, especially the. I mean, the way he was answering Rand Paul's questions, like I mean, Rand Paul is no slouch. 
and Rand Paul tried to corner him and did all this stuff, but he was slithering out, you know, yeah. as, as, as I probably would be doing the same thing. And he, again, he was able, what, what Rand Paul did, which was an error on his part was he was allowed to, Rand Paul was allowed to kind of rant. And then the question got away from him. Yep. So that then Fauci could return and answer a different question than the one that he was being asked about self-incriminating. Exactly. So again, it takes two to tango in that situation. Definitely. One final element that I love was, was when he was is when he was answering about um, whether or not this was potentially natural or man-made, and he said something about how well it originated. You know, it's it's a virus. It it it, it originated in in nature, really. This 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 coronavirus, and I'm thinking, you know, that's this is sort of the equivalent of a drug dealer telling you that fentanyl-laced heroin originated in nature because the poppies the the, hey. the opium is growing <laughs> it's from nature right it's a natural drug that is what the, the, that comparing this virus to something that originated in nature that's what this is analogous to definitely and i mean and, and again he's it's it, it's it's a uh, he, he's he's able to deviate from 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 specific things and i agree with you like Rand Paul, and that happens a lot with everybody questioning everything. Yeah. It's like, dude, just ask him the one question and shut up. Like, mm-hmm. let people talk themselves into a corner because eventually yeah. they will. That that's what happens, and and that that just shows you it's always a me versus them in all these congressional hearings mm-hmm. and so forth. It's always one versus the other because I ask you a question and then I give you and then I speak for like another two or three minutes. To, answer, to, to, to ask you the same question. And then you talk about everything that I talked about after the question was asked. But yeah, yeah I answered your question. We're, we're on the same conversation and it doesn't look like anything. It looks like, oh, well, you just schooled him or you just schooled her and vice versa or whatnot. And it's just, it, it turned into this big, huge ordeal. It's just like, no, just have a conversation with them. Ask them a question, let them answer it and move on. Like, that's it. People will talk themselves into a corner if you let them. Kind of like mm-hmm. you, you give them the rope, they will hang themselves eventually. I know that's yeah. bad. That, that, that's gruesome. But hey, they talk about it with capitalism all the time. So <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. So speaking of um of 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 hanging people's selves and butchering and and all this gruesome stuff, we had like some like meat plant packaging. Now I'm a carnivore, so I do not care. Um, you put meat in front of me. I talked about it earlier. I will eat it 100 percent But um we recently had a hack into uh in, in, into a private company albeit um but uh but, but their their operating systems or whatnot is that is is, is is that what happened yeah so essentially this what it looks like this was another uh russia originated hack it originated in nature um namely nature <laughs> in russia nature it evolved uh, evolved naturally is what happened. it evolved in, in russian nature so uh, a, this is from Reuters, a ransomware attack on the company that dis, uh, so there was a ransomware attack on a company. The ransomware attack disrupted meat production in North America and Australia, it originated from a criminal organization likely based in Russia. What does this sound like? This sounds sort of like a pipeline attack. <laughs> that I, I was very I was clear on saying I did not think this was an inside job. I feel somewhat vindicated now, although You're right. I guess some people will still say you know it was an inside job. I was wrong. <laughs> I'll admit it. I was wrong. It wasn't an inside job. But it, it was indeed a cyber attack um by a group with ties to Russia on oh sorry I'm this is a cyber attack that followed the one last month by a group with ties to Russia on the colonial pipeline. So the systems are now coming back online, but uh, and the the White House is engaging directly with the Russian government on the matter and delivering the message that responsible states do not harbor ransomware criminals. Well, that's them told. Huh. You want to be a responsible state? Don't do this. Maurice, what are your thoughts on um, this? I, 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 un, until you had, um, you, 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 um, you had put this in here. I didn't even know about it. Um, I had no idea that that this was a case. Um, but as I was reading through it or whatnot, of course, my thoughts were 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 more of like, oh man, now they have another excuse as to why prices are rising. Um, mm-hmm. Because if I cut the supply line of something, 
or whatnot means I cut the supply, the prices are going to increase because my my, my, my supply is decreasing. The demand for them is not changing. Like, like I get that 100%. I get that. And so, and so that was my first thought of like, they now have another excuse as to, to, uh, as, as to why, um, prices are, are rising with meat um, and w- w- with with, gro- with groceries and whatnot, which they, they've constantly been rising or whatnot. So I get it. But I also thought uh, my, 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 my other thought was, why does one company being um, having a cyber attack? How does that have such a massive effect on everything else happening around the world? Why is that? And, and I'm not going to say they're a monopoly at all because I mean, because they're not. They're not. But yeah. it, it it really made me think like how how focused is our is is, is our meat industry? Like if, if are there two or three players that impact everything across the world that if one of them goes down, it it affects everybody, and it it just it it it, it makes me wonder why we got to that level. Why is there only one or two three players and, and again i there could be a million players and i just don't know highly unlikely if if one person being cyber attacked affects prices in this way it's highly unlikely that there are a lot of players in in this particular industry whatnot but it, it, it made me think like why do they have such such a, a, a large control over the 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 meat industry and around the world too and i mean yeah. again you know you got you got a globally interconnected economy i understand that uh, but it also, it, it suggests that, you know, there, there's a lot of this consolidation. If, if we want to talk about the environment, if we want to talk about animal welfare, if we want to talk about all these things that libertarians are somehow reputed for not being, not caring about, although I will say I am a vegetarian, <laughs> so I do care about this. But if, if we want to talk about this, then it can't be good for either to not have uh, to, to, this is a sign of a non-competitive system, mm-hmm. a worldwide non-competitive system. Right. Again, we're not calling this a monopoly. It's not a monopoly. There are clearly other competitors here. And there's still a lot more work to be done. This is a very, very highly regulated, subsidized industry. And we see that it's not it's still not helping uh, in the areas that we're trying to focus on with respect to environment, with respect to, you know, humane treatment of animals and with respect to economic well-being. Mm. And the, the, the article even talks about it says the disruption quick, quickly had an impact on Tuesday. Industry analysis says U.S. meat packers slaughtered 22 percent fewer cattle. This is just in the U.S. 22 percent fewer cattle than a week earlier. Golly, I mean, a quarter. I mean, and th- there's probably a lot of things that go into that. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, can't, I'm not going to take that straight as face face value. And then 18% um, lower than, than a year earlier. And a year earlier, we were in the middle of a pandemic um, that halted all economies. And for them to be slaughtering less than they were last year says a lot about something. So something is, is um, something's a muck in that to where, all of a sudden we have all these regulations that are holding people back to where you you're, you're down close to even numbers, 25% lower than, than, than a week earlier. Like, like that, that just shows which was something that I very much advocate for, which is decentralization. And even in the meat packing industry, like you, you don't need one or two, three major players that that are supplying things for everybody. I mean, and it, it talks about the supply chain and logistics. When you have these these big players focusing on one thing, if one of them goes down, that's bad for everybody. Which, and again, I get. Like, I mean, like you said, like if if countries want to be interconnected and intereconomy, which I'm okay, cool. That I mean, that that makes people grow. That, that like comparative advantage, competitive advantage versus absolute advantage. Like I get all of that. Um, economics. But understanding that even even in that aspect, when you ha- when you when you decrease by 25 percent in a week, like and and I mean, and, and maybe Americans just aren't eating as much meat. I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the, the vegan lady on TikTok is doing her magic and telling people to eat less meat. That in could one be week, it. Though, in but, one week. Right. Exactly. One week, though, you're telling me in one week that this would and, and they, they halted slaughtering um, abruptly. Like they said, you know what? Nope, we're not going to do it. 
in, Which, in, I mean, in I, I, I'm for, but for different reasons. <laughs> I would rather not have it postponed. I would rather not have a stay on the execution here. Right. But here, here's how it breaks down is that centralization leads to further regulation. That sounds good. And the, the problem with that is that it protects incumbents who can afford to follow these regulations, fill out the paperwork, comply with the overhead, staff all. So you get the incumbent advantage. It drives down competition. Why is that a bad thing? Because it drives down innovations that the market ordinarily is going to demand to purchase a better, cleaner, safer, more humane product. Exactly. exactly. That's the chain of events. So um, hopefully you guys, if you're meat eaters, unlike Amanda, which with all respect, <laughs> my sister, twin sister, she's a libertarian. She's a vegan. I get yeah. it. Some people like some, some people like meat. Some people don't. Some people choose these. Some people don't. Like, it's cool. Whatever. Floats I don't about. proselytize. Cool. Your body, your choice. Exactly. Yeah. I'm cool. Cool yeah. with that. Cool with that. So, but um, uh, moving on to, the, to this next article, uh, this is, this is a great story, but it's a sad story. And it, again, makes me happy. The first part of this article makes me happy. And the next part infuriates me and infuriates me, which, which to all of you people who people on the right, and I'm gonna call you out. You're always like, especially when it comes to firearms, they'll never come for your guns. Like the cops won't come and take them. They already do in in states. I I hate to break it to you. But if if the cop is going to enforce something as trivial as what we're about to go over, what makes you think they're not going to enforce some gun laws or whatnot, which I I, I can go on a tangent about, but we're we're going to definitely not. So this is coming out of Richmond, Virginia. Hey, we do a little bit of business there. Um, But... uh, there are two cousins, Malia and Malena, Malia King and Milan, sorry, Keith. Cousins coming up with an idea for a lip gloss business was easy. What would be difficult would be figuring out how to fund the business venture that the two Richmond elementary school students thought would jumpstart the jump start to them becoming entrepreneurs. This is freaking awesome. Like you're wow. 10 and 11 years old, want to start your own lip gloss company. Like who the fuck? You know, I love it. 100% I love it. And, and of course, it says, you know, the price tag varies and it says either way, that's not money. The kids just have lying around. So their grandmother wanted them to work for it. Kudos to you, grandma. If you're going to get out there and make some money, tell your kids to get out there and work for it. Wait, best quote of the article comes up next oh. with this. And I think this is where they went wrong, too. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. You can read. OK, that. we can work for ourselves and not have to work for other people said milan the 10 year old in an interview and people can't boss it around they can't boss us around even though i know how that how that's how it's supposed to go no you know what milan if that's not how it's supposed to go you're right and i want to tell you you are smarter than so many adults because it's not how it's supposed to go and you can and you should work for yourself and this is part of the issue with all of these, you know, all of these benefits being accrued to people who are in unions and in public sector unions in particular. We talk about how all of these different laws are punishing independent contractors because they are not unionized. Yep. And so they don't have a union because they don't have a boss. So they don't need a union to help them get their money's worth from their boss. Mm. Mm. Uh, if there's no middleman what will we do so milan you absolutely have the right idea that's not how it's supposed to go and you're my spirit animal today it's crazy how 10 year olds can think of this she's 10 in elementary school like and this is her thought she's like no i don't i don't want to work for anybody i want to work for myself (laughs) and it says so to to fund their business to fund the to fund the business venture last summer the girls decided to start something easy a product they knew people would crave in a hot summer month of jude lemonade Mm-mm-mm. who does it like a, a nice cold glass of lemonade and you know on a hot summer june the business the business uh started outside of their house at the corner of Jeff- jefferson avenue and 23rd street right across the street from a churchill's union market man these girls are intelligent they yeah. know location matters man so that's why I'm, i love this i so so far i love this story and yeah. oh and it, it gets better before it gets worse the girls ordered all their supplies from Amazon last year. Ooh. At first, uh, I know. Big, Monopoly, big yeah. But, so you're telling me, and I was like, 
this is this is nothing but before we go they these girls are 10 and 11 years old have the capital to start their own company and to and what they're doing is building capital to to start their own company by starting another company they're starting Scale, small yeah. to work. like man these girls are geniuses oh sign them up let's go send them down here to texas I, oh yes uh-huh. we we can make stuff happen i'll tell them how to get around some stuff we'll talk about um and it says the girl ordered the girls ordered all their supplies for last year from amazon at first they just had pitchers and plastic cups charging two dollars per cup mm, sounds worth it with the help of their grandmother grandmother uh, they, they grew the lemonade business into a full restaurant where they sold nachos and hot dogs to talk about it, man. Truck. Like, woo! It, it, I'm starting out in lemonades and then growing it to nachos and hot dogs. Talk, ooh, talk about entrepreneurs. I love it. I love it. They also eventually upgrading from pouring different color lemonades from pitchers to jugs. Oh, th- these girls are be- going to be great. They are this going to be great. Yeah, going to be great. And it seemed that most community members had rallied around the girls' lemonade stand that sat that, that sat outside the steps of their home. So they're they're right there at the home. They know they monitor their market. They know exactly what's going on. And then let's see. So it was called 4K Lemonade. Let, let, let's get into it. Let's see. Um, but then there's always a but in these great these great articles. But mm-hmm. then. On April 27th, 10 months into their business venture, a Richmond police officer and someone for the Virginia Department of Health stopped by the stand. Instead, uh, not, not to buy lemonade, of course. Instead, they told the girls they had five business days to obtain a business license and the same amount of time to file any excise taxes from the revenue they made. These are good. These are children. These are like, and not like seven. These are, these are small children. 10 and 11 years old. Elementary yeah. school kids. Excise hey, taxes. Y'all need to pay your, you need, you need to make sure you get your business license and you need to make sure you, 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 you pay your excise taxes from the revenues that you made over the past two months because we got to come in and collect our check from you. This is one of the biggest reasons why I am vehemently against business licenses. One, because we, we 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 touched on this in um when we when we discussed the last article, it's business licenses do not help small businesses at all. They only help large businesses. When you need a business license to cut hair, why? Why braid hair to braid work. hair? Yes, there's like scissors involved. Like really, really, and it's so frustrating. People are like, oh well, business license. Well. Well, would you want to go someplace if they didn't have a business license? When's the last time you checked to see if, you, if, the, if where you went had a business license? And have you heard of something called Yelp? I mean, I know Yelp definitely isn't perfect because people can spam those reviews. Right. But there's there's a little something called word of mouth. That's exactly. And, right. and when someone... These business licenses are both incredibly difficult to get and also incredibly, when you file the right paperwork and pay enough money and put in enough time to just go through the red tape, you don't have to really demonstrate much. There's the occasional health inspection that you can right. you can fudge and forge. And I know that because I worked in restaurants. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> you're not yeah um and it's not that strenuous of what you have to deal with like people people think that oh because they're 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 grade a that that they're like that they could still be as dirty as all get out that's all like they were just good one day what is strenuous is is the paperwork and the yes, process and 100%. that's the thing that keeps people who don't have that time and who don't have that money out of, you know, pro- prohibits and precludes their access right. to this exchange. It's, and it, it's like, I, when, when I, when I moved to where I, where I currently am, I didn't go and find, Hey, what barbers have business licenses and what barbers graduated their barber school or whatnot. No, I went to some people that I knew and I said, Hey, who cuts your hair? Do they do a good job? I, and then they said, so-and-so, I went to his place. He cut my hair. He did a fine job. And I was like, I'm coming back. And I'm letting everybody know that this is where I got my hair cut. It's, it's the same. I mean, my wife, when she goes to find a doctor, she doesn't say, oh, let me see. Where'd you go to medical school? Let me, she doesn't do that research. She says, so she goes to her friends, hey, who do you go to? Do they treat you well? 
how they when, when you walk in what's going on and they say oh well i go to so-and-so and then what happens she goes there she's like oh i like them too i'm gonna keep coming here nobody is checking a business license it is literally a tax for you to make for the government to steal money from you in order to operate your business it, it 100 and it drives me up the wall partly because i know that because i've got to deal with this stuff with, with, with my business like you know like form forming all this stuff i've got to register with the state and i've got to do this and 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 report all this stuff. it's like for what you you're not doing any of this i don't know why you have to get in on my pie because because you feel like oh well we're protecting people no you're not you're protecting the you're taking the interest of bigger businesses that's exactly what you're doing well, and that's the other issue. So you can make the case for you can make a case for doctors needing licenses. You can make a case even for for people who have restaurants yes. needing licenses of some sort because of foodborne illness. So we've got two issues here in this article, though, right? We have the issue of the business license, and which I do believe is absurd. And we also have the issue of the excise taxes. So if this were just about keeping people safe, I feel like we wouldn't have to throw in the excise taxes on elementary school girls. Right. Right. And, 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 and I agree with you. Like, like if I, I would want my doctor to be board certified and so forth, but you know, a lot of those board certifications, they're not from the government. They are private. They're mm -hmm. private board certifications that you go to. So the government is not forcing any of that or whatnot. I mean, they enforce whether you do the practice or not, which I, okay, whatever, that's a different discussion <laughs> or whatnot. That's but most of them are literally, or they're private boards. Rand Paul started his own or whatnot for, for being an eye doctor. Like, so it's, it's not this, this crazy thing that the government is, oh, you have to be board, you have to be certified with the government. No, like there are the, the free market provides this answer. It is already here. As a libertarian, I don't have to say, well, the free market will provide or whatnot. There's literally an example today in which it happens. I mean, it's and um, it's one of the things of like like uh, uh, w one great um, thing that I saw is imagine if you had just like if so let let's say civil discord had, had we, we had our own stamp or whatnot and we would say you know what this is civil discord approved. Or whatnot. So everybody who listens to the podcast will say, okay, I trust those guys. They know what they're talking about. If this is good, this is good. And then if it's bad product, if the product, you know, hurts them in some way, they're going to say, well, I'm not trusting them anymore. So now there's incentive and if for, for me to make sure that I'm testing products out and whether they're good, whether they're not good and giving reviews and so forth, that happens. Yelp, you already said it. Amazon, Amazon changed the entire market by, by allowing customers to write reviews on stuff. Like, by the way, you can't just write a review on nothing. It says certified purchase. And then yes. if you write something bad about the delivery, they won't post it because you're supposed to write about the product. Okay? Exactly. And that's their own regulation. That's not nobody came in and said they have to do that. Right. Right. So would you, I, sorry, go, go No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I just had a question for you. Would you rather, because I assume... Uh, Dr. Fauci, Fauci is board certified. Uh, would you, which would you trust more, getting medical advice from him or getting lemonade from one of these unlicensed? Oh, that's not people? even a question. I'm getting lemonade at 4K lemonade every day and twice on Sundays. Not even a question. You know what? Throwing the, throw the hot dogs and the nachos too. Go ahead, throw it. that in okay. there. That's what I heard. <laughs> like, no. I mean, and, and it, that's that's why it's, like reputation means more than any certification. Like you can be certified in anything and everything, but be poor in what you do, you're not going to survive. Like that's just it. Unless unless you're government funded, you're not going to survive. You won't because people because you're not going to create any sort of cash flow to do that. Like you just won't. When I run, you know, when, when I do the things that I do. I, if, if, if I don't do a good job, people aren't going to say, oh, well, you know what? We don't want Maurice doing this anymore. So we're going to stop giving him money to do that. If you do a good job. Oh, hey, you know, so and so I, I work with Maurice down the street. Let's well, hey, go ahead and take care of him. And that's how you build people like I mean, I do not understand. I, I and I and, and a lot my wife gets so mad at me because she's like, you just hate the government. I, and she's probably she's like, right. Yeah. You're probably right. I do. Cause I don't think that, that they do things efficiently 
for the most part, unless they're killing people. It's the only thing that they do efficiently. Um, and that's overseas, not in, not in the United States. But, but I, being able to ask permission to do something with my own property is just frustrating frustrating enough and then for you to tell these this 10 and 11 year old girl that you got to pay taxes on your past 10 months like for a lemonade stand like you're shutting down a lemonade stand they're trying to do something great and you are and hopefully these little girls get past this and um and and truly understand like okay that's that's one setback um we're still going to be great and we're still going to pop off our lip gloss um venture and whatnot, and, and I'm pretty sure they will. They, yeah. they, they will find find yeah, ways to do it. Savvy. They shut. Sadly, they shut down their lemonade stand, and they haven't been operating since they've been shut down. Um, but so, so now you have not only deprived the, those girls of a way of of building capital for their next venture, you have now deprived those people that they were serving in that community the food and the lemonade that that was being provided for them. So. Like, like you're, you're only hurting people. This is not helping anybody. And that's the thing too, is people say, well, this, this protects consumers, right? This licensing protects consumers. Okay. Okay. So here's, here's what you can do. If you're a consumer and, and you are worried about the quality of, of your product and your service and your food, um, and you're that worried, make sure that all of the businesses that you patronize have a license. Yep. Just that do that. You- Don't go to unlicensed businesses. Yep. Right. That's that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And you know what? If <laughs> it's it, it's it's funny because they're also losing out on these on on these taxes that they claim to want. Right. It's exactly. Now shut down. But so, I mean, it's it's okay it's a sad story. But um, I'm I'm sure that these young cousins are still are still doing great things and going to be great. Um, especially at ten and eleven, and their grandmother saying, "You guys are going to go out there and work for it." And yeah. putting um, putting that work ethic in them, that's a great thing. And and I get that this may be if 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 you are looking to start your own business because we, we've talked about controlling the source of your income and working for yourself, and you're just like, well, uh, you now the government's going to come in and shut me down and, and ask me for a business license and so forth. You don't have to have a business license to operate every single business. Like like there are some things where you don't have to have a business license, which is fine. So if you start a business, you're doing something online or so forth. You can do that, no, but you still have to pay taxes. Unfortunately, that that's that's a certainty that um, I got into an argument with somebody on TikTok about, and they swear up and down that it's not extortion, and I tell them that it is, and they call me that I'm naive for that take, which makes no sense. Um, but still, nonetheless, you you have to be great. You have to control the source of your income. You have to make sure that when push comes to shove, and that if the the meat packing plants and so forth get hacked again and the prices continue to go up and there's a meat shortage and you're not a vegetarian that you have to be able to provide for you and your family whether that's um having having the the tangible funds whether that's in crypto or, or the actually US dollar or wherever um to, to where you can have some cash some form of a medium exchange to 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 buy meat or you you have your own cows and you you and you can butcher your own meat, which which either one works, but you can't do that until you start somewhere and you start by controlling the source of your income and knowing and understanding that nobody is going to protect you better than you. You are you are always you're 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 your biggest advocate. You should be. And if not, if you need somebody to believe in you, let me be the one to believe in you. Yes. I know for a fact that anybody that uh, anything that you decide you want to do. You should do. If you love it, do it. You may not be great at it. You, you, you may fail, but when you fail, get up and do it again. Try something else. Figure out what works and what doesn't. These girls realize that nachos and lemonade are not going to work for them because they're going to be shut down and they need a business license. They got to pay ex, excise tax. So I guarantee you they probably went somewhere else. Um, selling candy at elementary schools. Um, which is what I used to do in the middle school and high school, selling candy, selling, selling star crutches out my backpack or whatnot, trying to do those things. I loved it. I love it. So be great. Do you. And I assure you that good things will follow at some point. Amanda, do you have anything else before we, before we shut this down? 
Oh, I think you said it all. You be your own best advocate, uh, have opinions, model the process of inquiry rather than agenda setting, and uh, don't be like Dashy. Yes, don't be, don't that be like Dashy. <laughs> well, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. This is the Civil Discord podcast. We are slowly but surely creeping out on every um, wherever you catch your 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 um, your your podcast. I when when you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, we'll of course we'll be on there. But for some reason, they don't like us right now, probably because of what we're saying. But um, uh, su- subscribe, follow us on on Spotify. Um, follow us on Instagram. We're up there blowing people up in the comments. <laughs> um, um, Civil Discord podcast on on Instagram. Follow us there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We're going to be on every single social media platform. Um, share this episode with a friend, whoever you feel like needs to hear this, whoever loves the government, whoever hates the government, whoever is communist, whether you're socialist, whether you're on the right, you're on the left, you're in the middle, you're libertarian. Um, we want to have a discord with everybody and be able to reach everybody and just have conversations with them um, and teach them that, hey, you can be great no matter what anybody is doing to oppress you. But until then, guys, y'all be safe. Y'all be easy.